It's the Monday Wrap with my dad, Pastor Mark. Well, hello everyone. This is Pastor Mark and you're joining me on the Monday Wrap for Sunday, August 22nd, 2021 in a message I had entitled, The Least of These, based on Matthew 25, verses 35 through 40. Let's read those verses in the NIV. It says this, For I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me in. I needed clothes, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you looked after me. I was in prison, and you came to visit me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you a stranger and invite you in, or needing clothes and clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison and go visit you the king will reply truly i tell you whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine you did for me and after reading that i you know i I made a point to say that servanthood is such a huge topic in the bible it's all throughout the old testament i won't um, go over all those passages but as a summary it's all throughout the old testament we see servanthood we see God calling people my servant in the Old Testament. We see some of the uh, patriarchs of the faith being uh, called servants of God. I mean, Isaiah 38 through 55 is all about the suffering servant. I mean, servants and service and servanthood are all throughout the Old Testament. Then we get to the New Testament. And I said that Jesus and the New Testament writers really put an exclamation point behind this concept of servanthood. That is, they emphasize it to such a degree that none of us can deny our calling as Christians unto service. Now, the classic passage of this is Mark 10, verses 42 through 45, where Jesus uh, admonishes his disciples. He said, Jesus called them together and said, You know that those who are regarded as rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them, and their high officials exercise authority over them. Not so with you, Jesus says. Instead, Whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant, and whoever wants to be first must be slave of all. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. And and we talked about how that passage in Mark 10, 42 through 45 shows us, number one, that Jesus came to serve. And if Jesus being God (laughs) came to serve, then what's that mean for us? Well, he tells us what that means for us. Uh, in that verse, Jesus calls us to be servants and slaves. And I, I told you that the word for servant there is the Greek diakonos, which means a servant like uh, someone waiting on tables or meeting physical needs, helps ministries, those types of things. But in all cases, a servant, a diakonos, is voluntary. The person engages their own will and, uh, and, and decides, makes a decision to serve. The other word used there, though, when Jesus says we're a slave to all, that's the Greek word doulos, and that is what it means. That means a slave, someone who's under involuntary service, doing the will of another. But we said in church, right, that the difference in this type of slavery, it's not like uh, American slavery or human trafficking or anything like that, where the masters are evil people with Uh, malicious intent who don't have the best interests of their slaves in mind we're serving a perfect master a loving master so it's a different connotation here than what we see when we typically use in our culture the word slavery we are serving the great master 
the one who loves us perfectly and unconditionally. And hey, I'll serve that kind of master any day, right? Um, so it's different. But Jesus says, he says, you're, you're servants in the sense that I want you to, to willingly go out and serve. He said, but you're also under orders, I said in one of our services yesterday. You, you have compulsory service to serve, right? You're, you're under compulsion to serve. So it's this weird dynamic where, yes, God wants us to willingly go. But at the same time, we willingly go because we're under orders. Because the great uh, high general, the high, uh, high commander, as it were, has given us orders to serve. And to serve others. And to serve him. And, uh, and so really, Mark chapter 10 verses 42 through 45 are really telling us that it's not about us it's about God it's not about we it's about he it's not about me it's about he and so again the New Testament just puts that exclamation mark on this idea of servanthood Uh, and Jesus calls us to serve in many ways and that gets us back to Matthew 25 the passage today is an example of Jesus talking about how we serve others but I want you to notice that this passage is part of the famous parable of the sheep and the goats. That is, it's an end-time prophecy. It's talking about separation of those who didn't follow Christ from those who did. And it's, it's to the followers of Christ, those on his right hand, that he says these things. The sheep on his right hand, that he says these things, which are clearly elements of service, aren't they? In this passage, Jesus is lauding and praising servanthood and reaching out to others in love, grace, and mercy. So what are some examples of service that he gives us as disciples? Like, what are some ways we can serve? Well, first of all, he says we can, in this passage, Mark, excuse me, Matthew 25, 35 through 40, he says we can meet basic life-sustaining needs. He says, for I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. He also says we can, we can be hospitable. He says, I was a stranger, and you invited me in. Thirdly, we can meet physical resource needs. He says, you know, needs that aren't necessarily life-threatening, but needs nonetheless that people have. He said, I needed clothes, and you clothed me. Fourthly, he says, we can take care of the sick. I was sick, and you looked after me. And finally, he says, we can reach out to the marginalized and the underprivileged. I was in prison, and you came to visit me. You think about this list and you think, that's a pretty specific list. He's saying, you know, you did these specific things for me. But if you look at them more generally, because uh, remember, Jesus is telling a parable here. So he's using specific examples to make general points or principles. And so what he's saying here is, is if you look at each one of these, if you look at these in more of a general context, they span the needs that people have, don't they? I mean, look at you have life-sustaining needs. You have needs that aren't so life-sustaining. You have uh, community needs where you need people in community with you. You have health needs, right? And you also have relational needs, those needs that we have for people to be hospitable to us, towards us and, and, and to draw us in and be kind and, 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 and encouraging to us. I mean, what are the other needs that we have generally, right? So what Jesus does masterfully here is he takes five specific things I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. Thirsty, you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you invited me in. I needed clothes and you clothed me. I was sick and you looked after me. I was in prison and you came to visit me. He takes these very specific things and makes the general point that as believers, as sheep, as those people who are followers of Christ, we should be looking for need. We should be out there searching out the various needs that people have and meeting those needs. 
But why do we do that? Why do we serve? Well, that's the big question, isn't it? The $10 million question, the foundational question. And Jesus probably knew his disciples would be asking this question. <laughs> okay, Jesus, we get it. God calls us to be servants. You say we are servants. You say you are a servant. You've made your point, but why? Of course, Jesus doesn't just give the answer directly, does he? He does what I call the Jesus spin. In true form, using his storytelling motif, using the format of a parable, Jesus gives his answer, but he gives it in a narrative, hypothetical, and colloquial way. He conjures up the story of these righteous people, these believers, these followers of God, these people whom the disciples can identify with, right? And he says, okay, so when I was hungry, thirsty, sick, in prison, naked, and friendless, you helped me out. But then these righteous people say, oh, Jesus, when did we ever do these things for you? Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you a stranger and invite you in or needing clothes and clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison and visit you? <laughs> we never did these things for you. But what does Jesus say? And this is the real key to the verse, isn't it? And I love this, by the way. He says, truly, I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. Bam. Why do we serve folks? Yeah, of course, because there's need and we're called to be servants. But Jesus makes the point clear and direct here, doesn't it? We serve others because when we serve others, we serve God. When we serve the least of these, we serve God. When we serve the nobodies of the world, it's not nothing. And I said my English teachers in high school would be killing me for using all these double negatives. But when we serve nobodies, we are not serving nothing. We are serving something. In fact, we're serving God himself. Indeed, our ministry is to the down and out, isn't it? To the least of these. I told the story of my dad taking me out when... I was a little boy and he'd go out and dress as Santa Claus on Christmas and deliver gifts to underprivileged kids and how he'd take me along and sometimes he'd dress me as an elf and I had to be his little helper and I hated it, but wow, he was teaching me a lesson about service, wasn't he? And I'm sure many of you have the same stories from your childhood or background and it's beautiful when we get taught these lessons of service, isn't it? Because that's what it's about. It's about reaching out in love, grace, and mercy with the gospel message and serving other people. We don't just serve people to serve them. We serve them with the gospel in focus. We serve them so that we meet their needs, so that they see the love and grace and mercy of Christ in their lives, so that when we give them the gospel message, when we share the truth of Jesus Christ with them, they're receptive to receive it. They've seen Christ in us, therefore, uh, uh, the credibility of our message is there and the Holy Spirit can use that and move in lives to change lives for eternity. Isn't that amazing? So service is important. We don't do service without the gospel, but when we put the service, when we put service and the gospel together, what a powerful thing that is. And that's what Jesus is saying in Mark chapter 10. That's what he's saying in Matthew chapter 25. That's what he says in so many other places in scripture. That's what the uh, New Testament writers are trying to tell us. Get out there. James said, you know, faith without works is dead. If we're not serving, and we say we have faith, but we're not serving, then what are we doing? And so my challenge as we wrap up here, my challenge to you this week was to find some way to serve. 
take cookies to a neighbor, pay for a stranger's lunch, mow someone's grass in your neighborhood, serve at a homeless shelter, a food pantry, visit someone in a nursing home, write a note to someone in prison, visit those who are sick at their in their homes, say hello to someone, say a kind word to somebody at the grocery store. I don't know what you're going to do. I don't know what God will lead you to do, but do something. Find a way to serve. Folks, we don't want to let this go. We are called to reach out to those around us. And I said in church, I'm not just doing this as a silly exercise. I'm not asking you to do this just to be uh, uh, silly or to have some, you know, pull some application out. I'm trying to plant a seed. I'm trying to plant a seed because in these days ahead, we are going to, I'm going to challenge you. We're going to challenge each other to reach out to our community and do good, to reach out to our community and serve them out of love, grace, and mercy, to reach out to our community and take the gospel message to a lost and dying world. And I hope you're going to be on board with that. Matthew 25 is is a simple passage with a simple message. But how powerful it is that we as the people of God are to be looking around and looking at those needs, whether they're life-sustaining needs, just regular resource needs, whether we're looking after the sick, whether we're just being hospitable, whether we're reaching out to the marginalized, whatever it is, we are called to serve. And I hope you see that. I hope you believe that. I hope you'll take the challenge. And I hope you'll make your life one of service to others. And by doing that, make your life a life of service to God. Well, folks, I hope uh, this wrap has been helpful. I hope that it summarizes things well. I don't script these things out, so uh, I may have missed some points, but you've got your notes from church. And uh, if you have any questions, let me know. And I will see you next Sunday. God bless. Join us next week for the Monday Wrap with my dad.